LinkedIn has a unique benefit that you can build your own audience. You can connect with people and they connect with you. So the power is within you to grow your audience. Unlike other platforms where you can follow them, you can engage and you want them to follow you, but you can't really kind of ask them to. Whereas LinkedIn, it's much more of a two-way thing. So the power is in your hands. So I just sent loads of connection requests and grew my audience slowly but surely. And I really love that about LinkedIn. And you can find the people really easily. The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners, where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to uplevel your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast. Today, I have invited my beautiful friend, Kate Merriweather, to come and talk all things LinkedIn. I met Kate at CopyCon last year, and she is an incredible wealth of knowledge around LinkedIn, and she's just a genuine, lovely human being. So you will know Kate as the redheaded LinkedIn coach who believes that LinkedIn can transform your life if you have the right strategy. She creates custom LinkedIn strategies to help her clients effortlessly attract inbound leads. Her focus is on 0% hustle and 100% into sharing content that turns fans into followers and followers into buyers. Kate lives in Melbourne with her sensible husband, three daughters, and a creatively named Ginger Cat Ginger. Our conversation today covers there is so much opportunity to grow your business on LinkedIn and you may be missing out because you're wondering whether you have the right strategy. You do not have to send the spammy DMs to create an epic network, how to overcome the worry that LinkedIn is just too boring and corporate, what's working well on LinkedIn right now, how to build an audience with LinkedIn, how to overcome the fear of video and stand out, and using LinkedIn for a job search or building your network connections. Let me introduce you to the beautiful Kate Merriweather. It is so lovely to have you here, Kate. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for having me. So excited to be here. We met at um, the copywriting conference because we were both speaking. Yeah, and, and it was so great to see you speak. So I was like, as soon as I saw you speak, I was like, oh, I'm going to have to have her on the podcast. <laughs> oh, so good. And Christine had the worst time slot. She was last. <laughs> and she had everyone going. It was so good. Like they put the right person on last because everyone's tired. They've been listening all day and you just kind of gave, came up with this breath of fresh air. Oh, thank and you. And I, I was in the crowd just going, oh. <gasps> She's amazing. I only followed you on Instagram, but I, you know, you follow these people and you don't, I don't know how I, I must've discovered you somehow, but to see you in person was exciting. Oh, what a lovely way to start my just, podcast. Thank you so let's much. Let's just keep talking about how great we both are for yeah, the whole exactly. show. Yeah. Well, I loved actually how you were so genuine and so real and that you were so open to just sharing like the ins and outs of life and how you came mm. about what you'd now do on LinkedIn and how you help people with mm. LinkedIn. And it was mm. just such a genuine share that I was like, oh, I like this girl. She's great. Uh-huh. <laughs> I I talked a lot about the money that I earned because everyone wants to know, don't you? Like, And I, I really wanted to speak at this event and I knew everyone would be pitching the same old topics. So I thought, I reckon if I'm share how much money I've earned then I'll get a gig and I did and then I was like oh no what have I done 
<laughs> Did but, you um, get a bit of a vulnerability hangover the next day? Oh, absolutely. I, I, the next day I just went and bought like loads of chocolate and just ate in my hotel room. Because so I was like, what have I done? <laughs> but I wanted to show people that not everyone earns, you know, you know, 10 million pays a month and um, you can have a successful business working part-time and having other commitments, you know, being a mum, et cetera. So I wanted I wanted to present that opposite view that not every copywriter is earning like millions of dollars or that kind of thing. Because I think you, I love that because it's so, so true that we get, we, all we see is the bloody highlight reel. All we see is everyone talking about the, you know, 10 figure months or sorry, sorry, 10K months and five, five, six mm. years and all of this sort of stuff. And I think when people are starting out, they have such an expectation that they should be doing that amount of money first year mm. that when they don't, mm. go hard on themselves. Yeah. I had six grand in my first year, I think. I can't remember. Something like that. Yeah. You know, not I, a lot because I had little babies and I worked one day a week. Like, and I just built built up slowly. It's okay to take it slow, you know. Exactly. And I think that then you are much more intentional with it. And I think there's always ways to learn to speed it up. But I think that just being kind to yourself in the process that whatever your results are is a reflection on the strategies that you're putting in place and the mindset that you mm. have. And there is always so many more things to learn. <laughs> and I think that first Yeah, I know. Learning everything. I've been going 10 years and I still feel so much to learn. So much to learn. Yeah. Right? There's like something every week. Um, so whoever. <laughs> Before we even dive in, I would love it if you could just share with everyone a little bit about yourself and what you do now. Yes. So I was a copywriter for many years and in 2020, I decided to really kind of promote myself a lot more and I felt really uncomfortable doing that. I used to work in PR, Christine, so I was always the person behind the scenes and then for me to like make myself visible, I felt really nervous about it. And so I didn't do it for many years and then I just thought, right, you want to have a grown-up business, you want to have you know steady reliable income and nice clients you're going to have to promote yourself like get over yourself so it took me kind of eight years to get to that point and then I started using LinkedIn to promote myself promote my business and I started making videos and I did some courses I remember one course I did told me to post on LinkedIn four times a day oh my god And I remember thinking I can't do that I actually did it for like a month and I just spent like two days a week writing LinkedIn content. It was just wow. unsustainable. So I thought that's insane. I'm going to find my own way to do it, you know, a way that works for me. So I kind of just started doing that and it just went really well. I got loads of leads off LinkedIn. Um, I just grew my following slowly and surely. People would come to me saying, yes, I want to work with you. They wouldn't be quibbling about the price they'd just be like I know about your packages when can I book in so I was like oh this is great this is this is really good and then I started to realize that oh, I can help people but people kept asking me how how come I see on LinkedIn all the time how do you get leads on LinkedIn you know what are you doing like what's this magic that you've got it's not magic like I just have a strategy that works and um, I refined that for myself. And then like my clients were asking me, oh, can you tell me about LinkedIn? And I was, I was just kind of telling them as of being helpful, being silly, frankly, I should have charged them for it. But I was like, oh, this is what you do, do this, do that. And then I just had that moment. Like, you know what Oprah talks about, the aha moment. I was like, what if I did this? What if I stopped copywriting? I was getting pretty tired of copywriting as well. I'd been doing it for 10 years, nine years, I think. And so I just had, I just opened this document and I just wrote, what if 
And I didn't really know, but I was kind of manifesting it. I didn't know that I just wrote and I just wrote and wrote and wrote. This could be my service. This is what I can teach people. This is what I can do. And then I just, I was like, yes, this is it. Like I just felt so energized and excited to be able to do that. And so I started, and that was on the 15th of June, 22. So it's still relatively fresh change for me. And now that's what I do for people. I help people get rich with LinkedIn. Love it. Love it. So good. So like, let's just start first off. Why LinkedIn? Well, when I was a copywriter, it was because it's a B2B platform mainly, though that is changing. Um, also, I'm really bad at design, so I didn't want to do Instagram. <laughs> I don't look at my link. Instagram's terrible. Um, so I just thought, and I could see people using it as well, and I just thought that this could be an opportunity and LinkedIn has a unique benefit that you can build your own audience you can connect with people and they connect with you so the power is within you to grow your audience unlike other platforms where you can follow them you can engage and you want them to follow you but you can't really kind of ask them to whereas LinkedIn it's much more of a two-way thing so the power is in your hands so I just sent loads of connection requests and grew my audience slowly but surely and I really love that about LinkedIn and you can find the people really easily the search functionality is excellent so if you know who you're looking for and how to find them it's really easy and then you can you can connect with them and then they start to see your content and you post awesome content and then before you know it Hopefully they're in your inbox saying, when can I work with you or please can we talk? Yeah, um, It really works. It really works. A lot of people are on LinkedIn. There are a lot of lurkers on LinkedIn. Um, so the, like a lot of the leads I get, like I'll just get a Calendly notification that someone's booked a discovery call with me and I just think, I don't know your name at all. Like I, I kind of know the people who comment, the people who like my posts. I think oh, you've never liked, you've never commented, but she's just been following along for hmm, six months or it. two months or I yeah, found that and that's exciting my business like big time it's like often you get so caught up in worrying about the metrics of you know how many views you're getting and you know people following you and all the all the ins and outs of people engaging and not engaging but the majority of the time clients that come to me have not engaged with any of my stuff They've watched it, they've read it, mm. but I don't know that because I've never actually engaged, mm. right? You're like, oh, who's this person? And then you go and look and yeah. like, oh, they're following me. <laughs> Didn't even yes. know. <laughs> yeah, so that's great about LinkedIn. And the reach is insane. Like if you post something that, that your audience likes, LinkedIn will just keep putting it out and out and out and it can live for like a week. Nice. Um, and like I've posted a couple of things that have gone like, semi-viral or a teeny bit viral and got like a thousand new followers in 24 hours kind of thing wow um that doesn't happen all the time like um I don't want to mislead anyone but but even like some of my clients don't have huge audiences but she's connected she's got 1500 connections and they are all her, she's in sustainability and they're all in that space and she's booked out she's got a wait list because she she doesn't need to have 20,000 followers, but she's got 1,500 connections of all the people that she's wants to know her and she wants to be a voice in that space, and she is. And she doesn't need to 
worry too much. It's pretty easy. And she posts regularly about sustainability issues. And if people want to work with her, they have to get in line. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Like, isn't that what everyone wants? Like, you want a wait list? Or you want to put up your offer and sell it out in 24 hours and and know that that's going to happen? Like, that's, that's so exciting when that happens. That's amazing. So what do you say to business owners that kind of go, oh, LinkedIn's not really for me? Yeah, a lot of people say that. And what I find is that they went on LinkedIn like two years ago and they scrolled around and they thought it was a bit of a wank. (laughs) And the people that they're following were like posting rubbish that are like, they just don't resonate with what they're seeing as they scroll. So they think, oh, I can't see myself alongside this content that I'm consuming. So they opt out. Or they have that feeling that LinkedIn is very professional and corporate, therefore boring. Yeah. And that definitely was the case. But in the last few years, LinkedIn has really changed and therefore a lot more people are on LinkedIn and um, there's just a huge opportunity. So it would be, be nuts for you to kind of overlook this yeah. chance. A lot, like Australians' use of LinkedIn is quite high per capita. Like a lot of Aussies have are on LinkedIn and they might not be posting content, but they do go on and scroll. And the, you know what? LinkedIn has people with money, Christine. <laughs> like, yeah, good point. <laughs> people with budgets. Like if you're wanting to reach HR directors or something like that and your programs, you know, you're doing corporate training or anything like that, um, you know, all those sorts of industries, anything B2B, design, copywriters, all that social media strategy, ad strategy, like all those kinds of things, you know, coaching, business coaching, life coaching, all those service type businesses, the people with money are on LinkedIn and they're not necessarily on Instagram or other platforms. I don't want to bag Instagram because I don't know anything about it. And, and like Instagram's awesome. You don't have to like bag Instagram. You can do both. But um yeah. Some of that some of those audiences aren't necessarily on on LinkedIn. Mm. Um sorry, on Instagram, pardon me. So there's just uh, a huge potential there. And you've got a lot of power to create the audience that you want to create. And also there's so many different ways that you can use it to grow and build. You don't have to go nuts. Like I go pretty nuts on LinkedIn because that's my job, but you don't have to go nuts. You can do it in a way that's sustainable. Um, You can do it in a way that suits you. Um, You can connect with the right people and then just let your profile do the work for you and sell for you so people land on your profile it makes it easy for you to then get them into your funnel and then you've got them you got them on your list and then you can nurture them yeah nice so I'm a fan yeah it sounds like it and I'm I'm being absolutely drawn to spending more time there for sure uh I would love to know like when it comes to like when you say like cultivating that audience and Mm -hmm. doing those connections like if you were to go back to like basic information because some people could be listening to this Mm -hmm. what do you mean by connections and how do you go about cultivating this because I want that that side of like what would they do like when you say like cultivate your audience what do you mean Mm. so thinking about the kind of people that you want to connect to and it's easier if you can search for people by job title so say you're a um, bookkeeper and you want to work with medium to large businesses who might outsource Um, or like small business owners say, you'd be looking for people by job title and you can literally search, you know, business owner 
or say you're a specialist in the hospitality sector, then you can go looking for hospitality managers and find all the hotel hospitality people or event managers or whoever that job title is. You can search and you can find them and you can send them connection requests and you can do that gradually, day by day, few yeah. a day. Um, yeah. And that's and- how I did it. I literally added like 5,000 people over two years, like over a long time, just every day I would just add 10 people. Wow. And that's how I got my first 5,000 connections, uh, me yeah. adding them and me thinking, oh, I'd love to work for the, uh, you know, this seems like a cool business. I want to, and it was commercially minded. It was most of the time, sometimes we're just like, oh, they look like a person I want to be connected. Um, you can also look at, say you're a nutritionist and you're all about health and wellness. Well, maybe looking at um, fitness trainers who might have a big audience that, are most likely to be interested in your offer because it's very similar, similar but non-competing. Yeah. So you could look at their audience and you could start to connect with the people who follow that that um, person because they're in the same sector. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah. And I wanted I want to talk to you about like sending those connection requests because yes. I, know, I saw a post recently about <laughs> the DM roulette and I oh, love yeah. <laughs> it. I, I literally do the exact same thing where, you know, you get the connection request and you're like, mm, is this person going to pitch to me? Like how quick are they going to take a day? Are they going to take two? Like, it's yeah. always like, should I accept this request? And yeah. sooner or later, sure enough, yeah. straight away. I had one. Yeah. I had one. I was like, oh, I'll just have a, you can just tell. And then, yeah, I accepted. And the next day, hi, I can help you. Do you want a free no, Sometimes no. it's like quick within the hour and you're just like, dude, like why are you trying to sell it's... to me already when I don't no. even know you are? So yeah. can through, like how do we go about creating that genuine connection? Yes, yes. So that's something that I don't teach because it doesn't work. But a lot of LinkedIn coaches do teach it and I don't get it. I don't yeah. know why. And it's just annoying. And I also think it's a bit of an American thing. Mm. So a lot of the American coaches teach it, but it doesn't work in Australia. Because we Aussies just don't like that bold, brash, quite overt buy from me. But the American culture is a bit different and they are fine with it. So you get all these American experts teaching people to do this and it just doesn't land in Australia. So my approach is more send them a connection request and I often say, like, don't worry, I'm not going to. I'm not going to DM you, like, don't worry about it. And then you just post awesome content and let them come to you. That's all I recommend. If you're sending out loads of DMs, people automate it and and you know when something's automated. It's so unpersonal. You just, it doesn't work. So it's a total waste of time. And you might have to send a 1,000 to get, like, two, two yeses. So it's hugely time-consuming. LinkedIn um, will ban you if they spot you doing it. Like I had a client who had a VA in the Philippines who sent a thousand DMs, um, and she got put in LinkedIn jail for like a month. Um, so you just don't want to be doing it. It doesn't work. But if if you just post awesome stuff that hits them with, you know, that educates them about the problem that they have that they don't know, and educates them about how you work, and educate them about the awesome results that you get and give them some trust by talking about their fears, goals, and problems. You say, I know you're worried about blah, 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 and you don't know how to blah, 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 and I'm here to tell you blah, blah, blah. Then they follow along, they enjoy it, and then 
every so often you just put a, hey, do you want to work with me? Here's my offer. And then hopefully in come the, D, you know, the DMs. If you've got the strategy right, then yeah. that's how it works. So the, they're DMing you saying, I'm really keen. I like your content. That is such a lovely, nice way to do it. I had a client who was doing that DM thing and she came to me and I said, no, you're not going to do that anymore. She's like, oh, thank God. I hated doing it. I was doing it because I, you know, I wanted to, you know, be a good student and follow the rules that I've been taught. Um, But she just felt so icky sending those salesy DMs and it was such a relief for her. You've got to listen to the right? Like you've got to listen to it. That doesn't feel right. The energy that's going out in that message is actually not the right energy you want to be sending. It's not going to be Mm. attracting the right clients at all. Mm. Like if it's already so inauthentic to you, I I totally agree with you. It's so gross. Um, What you can do is you might talk about, oh, this is a problem, blah, blah, blah. And if someone comments says, oh, my God, I really struggle with this, then you might DM them. I don't usually, I let them come to me, but some of my clients do might say, you know, they've already said that they're having a problem with that and they want to, you know, then you might DM them and start a conversation, but it's, it's coming not from that spammy place. It's very genuine. You might just say, oh, hey, I I read your comment. Thank you so much for commenting. You know, I I hear that you're struggling with this. If you ever want to learn more about how I can help you, let me know like that. Yeah. That might be fine if you wish to do that. Yeah. Or direct them to a little magnet. Yeah, or just say, I've, I've got a blog about this. Or, yeah, join my list. I share lots of tips about this. Um, yeah, so yeah. much better. So much better. And so, like, that's one thing that I think that a lot of people can get wrong. Is there any other major mistakes that you notice of way people use LinkedIn that maybe they should steer away from? Well, the, a lot of people are on LinkedIn, but they're not really commenting or um, sharing content. So I would say, like, Pull the Band-Aid off. If you're already creating content in your business, such as Instagram, Facebook ads, whatever, you're writing blogs or whatever, then get that on LinkedIn as well. Yeah. Um, you've, you've gone to the effort of creating the content, so why not share it to your audience on LinkedIn? Mm. Um, I need to do it more I often. see a lot of... So useless yeah. It's like my last... <laughs> Kind of thing. I'm like, yep, Instagram first, TikTok, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Yeah, no. And then you're like, oh, I don't want to learn something else. Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, like LinkedIn does like any social media, it does take work and effort. Um, and I think even as like, you say, I'm the same with Instagram. Like, I'm, I don't, you know, because I'm too busy on LinkedIn. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I've just got to find what works really well for you. Mm, I even feel yes. like the way that I'm going to be approaching LinkedIn is for different parts of my business. So like, you know, that I do a lot of, mm. so I actually wonder whether yeah. I should be more focused on the speaking element on LinkedIn because corporates are going to be there and that's where I could get those speaking gigs. That would corporate. be absolutely perfect. And you could put your, like, even if you put the keywords, like a lot of people search on LinkedIn. So if you've got, you know, the, the keywords about your speaker and you've got a little section about all your speaking experience and you've got some videos and then people can, it's almost like a sales page. Your profile becomes a sales page. That's how you want it. And so when people land on your profile, it's really easy for them to get in your funnel. It's really easy for them to get your freebie. It's really easy for them to like watch a short video about your speaking or if you want more podcast guest opportunities, you can put that on there. Because, and if you, like one of my clients wants to get on podcasts and we're literally just searching for podcast hosts on LinkedIn and she's connecting with them. Perfect. Um, And then she's not pitching them, but then she's just sharing all her expertise. She's super experienced and knowledgeable and she's in kind of a scientific space. And then the podcast people are coming to her going, oh, I loved your post. Maybe we could make this into a chat. So instead of having to just send 
endless podcast pictures. She's using it on LinkedIn and and she's also growing a network and yeah. So good. Yeah. So good. Mm. I think that a lot mm. of people don't actually utilize everything that LinkedIn has to offer. Like I remember mm. I reckon it was about three months ago that I jumped on LinkedIn and I was like, my God, it's been so long since I've updated this that I was like cringed, like full cringe of yeah. like, none of this is optimized. Like I literally didn't have my opt-in front and center. I didn't have the opportunity for like booking retreats, like all of this stuff. I literally, yeah, yeah. I was like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. And if your um, website doesn't rank necessarily, if someone searches your name in Google, it, it's possible that your LinkedIn profile will be very high in the search results because LinkedIn has such high domain authority. So people who have heard of you and are Googling to find you may well land on your LinkedIn profile. So at the very least, have a shit hot LinkedIn profile that really positions you as the expert that you are really clearly, you know, explains what you, who you are and what you do and who you help. Because so many profiles are just like, you know, owner, blah 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 business and like I don't know what you do like who you help or whereas if you put you know strategy coach helping small business owners in real estate then it's super clear what you do Mm. and yeah some people just haven't updated it and it's written resume style whereas I I want your LinkedIn page to be sales page style because I want to I want to make money off LinkedIn That is such a good suggestion, right? Actually thinking about it like a sales page rather than going, Mm. oh, it's a social page or it's, you know, like you're just trying to replicate what you do on Facebook or Instagram. Like it just doesn't work like that. Completely different. Mm. So, Mm. so good, Kate. Amazing. So when it comes to like the next kind of piece that I would love for you to talk on, because I know that you are very focused when it comes to video content. And it's one of those things that is not really prevalent on, on Instagram. Sorry not really prevalent on LinkedIn because I think a lot of people are too scared to do it. So when it comes to your clients and, and their, you encourage them to do video, what are some of the doubts or fears that they have come up when it comes to showing up on video? Oh, they all hate it. <laughs> but what, what is funny to me sometimes is do you do reels? Like they'll do reels where they point and dance, but they won't do like a talking head video. Wow. It's just that fear of showing up. And that is, the hardest thing to get over. I'm sure you know all about this. And that is when I work with clients, I can teach them all the LinkedIn, I can get their profile sorted and the strategy for connecting, engaging content. But if they have that fear of showing up, then that's the piece that is going to be the difference between failure and success. And not on just on LinkedIn, but on anything. Yeah, 100%. I just think you just have to be 10% braver than everyone else. I just started sharing videos because I thought a lot of copywriters are introverts and I'm not. So I think I can stand out because I think a lot of them won't. And it's a highly competitive industry. There's 13,000 copywriters in Australia or something like that. When I searched on LinkedIn, Um, so I was like, how how can I get people to pick me out of everyone? So I just started making videos and talking about um, blog writing and copywriting and la la la. And that has really helped me stand out. So if your competitors aren't doing something and you can do it just to give yourself the edge, then not just you have to get out of your own mind and get out of your own way and do it as part of a strategy that will give you success as opposed to I don't like how I talk or I don't like how I look or yeah, focus kind of things. 
You don't like, have to be a newsreader. You're not expected to deliver it like, you know, Sandra Sully on Channel 10 News and be, you know, perfect supermodel. That's not there. You're not there to do that. Your audience will not care if you stumble a bit on your words, if you've got awesome stuff. And video just has a power of connection that written content can't achieve. However, you can still be really successful on LinkedIn without sharing video. That is exciting. Some of my clients are just flat no, they won't do it. And whilst I would love them to, they can still be successful. That example that I shared of their sustainability expert, she just will flat not go on video and she's doing really well without it. So that's exciting. I would still love more of my clients. They say, oh, yeah, 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 and then they never do it. Bless them. Yeah. <laughs> but the ones that do, just like one of my clients now has just like, yep, I'm going to do this, and she sent me the videos. I'm like, these are amazing. These are so good. So good. And she's just being brave. Yeah, just, that's it. Yeah. You've just got to get over that little bit of fear just to start and just I know. get into the consistency yeah. and the momentum of it because yeah. when you just start creating and you realize the impact that it has, it's so worthwhile. Like I was the same. I started my podcast before doing video because I was too scared to do video because I was like, mm. I can talk and no one can see me. Like, yeah, yeah. I started, but then I was like, well, actually, what's going to make me stand out and what's actually going to make my clients trust me? right? Because mm. one of the biggest things, like as a coach, they're working with me, right? They're not working mm. with a business. They're working with me individually. Yes. You've got to have that trust and yeah. that is going to be quicker to happen through video. So yeah. And I always say, like, I often have clients talk to me about how, like, you know, you look confident in your videos or, you know, you do so much video content. And I'm like, but it didn't start out like that. Like, you know, I'm sure you have just as much of an awkward video first off that, <laughs> that oh, I yeah. My God, my first videos are horrendous. Like I can't even look back and. <laughs> oh, they're so bad. My first one I did in my car because I had no lighting and lighting's really good in your car. It's so bad. It's on my website. I wrote a I wrote a blog about my whole video strategy. It's on my website and the first video is on there and I cannot lie. This is so bad. Love it. But and I did it. That's, that's how you started. And people look at me now and go, oh, you're really good. But I've been doing it for nearly three years. So yes, you get better like anything. Um, it's the people that want to be amazing straight off. That just never happens. And I tell my three daughters, you know, one's learning a musical instrument. She she's frustrated that she's not amazing. You say you've got to you got to do your ten thousand hours. It's like just like that. Yeah. And then especially in any personal industry where you're working closely with someone, you want to, as you say. But if you're in any kind of coaching or any kind of service where you're asking people to really open up to you or get personal, like health, diet, mental health, you know, even business, like you want to feel like you're in a safe pair of hands. You want to feel like a friend um, and video can help you achieve that in a way that the other content is fantastic, but that warmth connection, the way you talk, the way you throw your hands around, like I am now, like the way, the way you laugh, people feel like they know you Yeah, in, in with video. That's it. And you've got to be relatable. Like if people don't feel like they can relate to you and connect with you, then they're most likely not going to work with you. Mm. So it's one of those things that just has to happen through competence. It's not something mm. that just something that anyone's naturally confident in doing. Yeah. Anyone that first no. time is is scared and worried and freaking out. <laughs> and I think it's one of those things that you just have to persevere with to get better yeah. like anything. And you have to block those idiots who you don't want. Like there's always that person who's like your ex-boss's 
you know, someone that was just always a bit of a critical person. Like I had this guy that my husband is friends with who's in finance. He's not my target audience, but I was connecting with him because he's a friend of my husband and he's just really critical and I just blocked him. I was like, I don't want him looking and going, oh, video, you're what are you doing? Because he's that kind of doof. Yeah. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> so block those people, you know, the haters. We all have a few that you're just like, I don't want old Uncle Barry to see this because he's going to go, what are you doing? Yeah. If you're scrolling on LinkedIn, every second post at the moment on LinkedIn is 99% of people don't do this. And then your next post is like the same. 99% of people don't do this. And suddenly there's a video that's talking to you about your problems. It's a real person that's saying, I know you're worried about this and here's what I think, blah, blah, blah. And it's 60 seconds because you're scrolling and you don't want to watch, you know, a 30-minute masterclass. Mm. That's that's kind of disruptive. Everyone's got a written post with a few bullets and they are great, but then you're the only one in their feed with a video. Yeah, they're the one they can watch. Exactly. And what I love about what you do, and I'd love to know your strategy behind this or how you prep your video content, because what I've noticed about what you do really well is your videos are effective to the point and they're short right they're like mm. 90 seconds like maybe yeah. max like I'm just yeah. like oh, so good like I don't have to sit here because one of the things I always look at is like I pr- press play and then go how long is this gonna be <laughs> yeah and doesn't well, don't we all and we know it like YouTube stats like not many people watch a whole video they watch a few seconds you know and then they want to be interested so we just need to remember that people are scrolling and they want short nuggets so um, short written posts with just a few bullets are great. And that's easy. That, that's it. Well, yeah. Easy. And then turns back part of your strategy, you. you can, yeah. Um, so I always start with like, a, are you worried about this? Or are you wondering whether you should, you know, I think blah, blah, blah. And then my VA edits out of any stumbles. Um, 60 seconds. Mm. That's it. Yeah, but I have um, what a, a brain dump document because we all know when you go, right, it's time for me to create content, you open a blank page and you think, what am I going to talk about? You can't think of anything. Your mind goes completely blank. So what I've taught myself to do, you've got to catch the ideas when they land in your brain and that is not when you're sitting and staring at a blank page. It's when you're out on a walk or you've had a chat with a client. So if a client asks me an interesting question, I will go, oh, yeah, I can make that into a video. Because if, if your client is asking you that question, odds are 10 other people want to know the, the answer to that question 100%. too. So I just literally type down anything that comes into my mind in a document. It's really messy and it just has, you know, or, you know, top tips or question that's asked or an idea that's come to my mind. And then I also look at other creators and I might say, oh, they've written that post in a clever way. I will use the structure or the hook, but not the content. Obviously, you don't copy yeah. So I just save anything. I go, oh, that carousel. I love the way that's presented. Carousel's really big on LinkedIn. Um, I can save it and then I'll just scroll through those, find some, you know, some good hooks. Think about, you know, what's happened, what what people have come to me, what people are wondering about, what everyone's talking about. Like sometimes it's just in the news. So um, there might be a news story that you can go. Like one of my clients is in foreign aid. So I was messaging and you've got to talk about Turkey when Turkey happened. What do you think? What do you think about the way Australia's responded? Because it's in the news. Mm. So she had her take. So you can do things like that, you know, topical. If you're in the marriage space, you could be talking about maths. Everyone yeah, watches exactly. maths. 
<laughs> you could talk about how the couples that do well and how they communicate and the couples who do poorly and then people like maths you can you can riff on all sorts of topics yeah and make it entertaining it. and helpful yeah so yeah. I just the old brain dump is important yeah, conversations that I've had with clients, conversations I've had with people online. And then if I get really stuck, then I go back and scroll just through a whole bunch of podcast episodes. And I do the same. I just yeah. look at the topic. I actually don't listen to them. Just look at the topic and go, oh, actually, I would switch this, turn it around and then make it about this. And then that would inspire mm-hmm. me to come up with something else. So I yeah. love that. Yeah. And having a brain dump doc is so good to come back yeah. to and get that inspiration when you're stuck for sure yeah and I go back to four months ago and I look at what I posted four months ago and I might just change it change the introduction or make it you know I was talking about winter and now it's summer just change that and post it again because most of my audience haven't seen it I've got a whole new connections have never seen it and the people who have seen it probably won't remember we all watch reruns of friends right like we all watch the same episodes over and over so people will be happy to read your helpful tips again if it's still helpful and that's so, it. Um, different things from it, depending on where they're at, right? Like you, sometimes mm-hmm. you read the same, if I read the same booklet. It's one of my favorite books called The Big Leap. And I read that regularly. And I always mm-hmm. take something right away from it because you're in different headspace, exactly. different mm-hmm. stage of business. And I think that, yeah, like don't be worried about repurposing because it can absolutely hit home for new people or mm-hmm. you know, people need mm-hmm. to have needed to hear it three times before they get it, right? So absolutely. it's actually, yeah. Really, yeah. Yeah. So that way you can do something really easily. You can just find something old and as long as you have a system for keeping your old content so that you can access it easily. Yeah. Then, you know, three months ago. And if you want to get really techie, you can get into your analytics and say, well, this post worked really hot. So I can, you know, can I elaborate more on that? Or people ask you questions in the comments. So you can turn that into a post. Like one girl DM me with a question and I was like, I'm going to, I'm not going to answer you privately because I've learned um, not to give people free advice in the DMs. Um, but I said, I'll write a post on it. Just give me a week. And a week later, I just said, you know, someone asked me this in my DMs, so here's my answer. And it becomes not a singular yeah. piece of advice for one person. But Nice. Yeah, I've done that before um, for the podcast as well. And because someone had asked me about, like, they were st- stuck in overwhelm at the time. And I was like, oh, I'm sure I've got a podcast episode on this. And I scroll back through my podcast episodes and I'm like, oh my God, it's been like two and a half years since I've done an episode on overwhelm. Like, what? Hmm. So I went and created yeah. an episode and then sent yeah. it to her. It was like, oh my God, did you create this for me? I'm like, yeah. Because, like, you brought it yeah. up. My attention. You're not the only one experiencing overwhelm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. I think I, I better go back and listen to that one too. I think <laughs> it's one of those ones that it, it, obviously yeah. stages, you're always experiencing overwhelm. So it's always good to yeah. have your ideas mm. of how to overcome it, but also why you're experiencing it. Because overwhelm is not mm. just about, you know, you're putting too much stuff on your plate. Sometimes it's actually because you're up leveling, right? And it feels all under. Yeah. So, yeah. It's always interesting. So, yeah, that's true. What do you see is going to come now for LinkedIn? Like when you think about like the future of LinkedIn, where do you see it going for people? What I'm loving about LinkedIn is that it's really listening to its um, creators. So it's giving people what they want, which is really nice. Um, so it's it's bringing out more and more features. So it's becoming more complicated. Um, so it is good to know how to use it and get the best out of it. Um I think video is going to get bigger on LinkedIn. There are more people jumping on LinkedIn, so it's getting more competitive. Mm. Um, LinkedIn is is different to a lot of platforms where there are subscription models 
Um, so a lot of people pay for premium, which is I think it's $70 a month. And then there's a super XE one that's more like outbound targeting called Sales Navigator. Um, so it doesn't necessarily rely just on ad income like the other platforms do, but LinkedIn ads are becoming more prevalent. Um, they're quite expensive from what I'm told in, as compared to other social media platforms right. because they have that targeting opportunity. Um, so if you ever want to advertise on LinkedIn, it does pay to have a good organic presence as well. Um, so that's big. Um, it will get more cluttered and more competitive because more and more people are jumping on at the moment. So I think now's the time to build, you know, when you was like, oh, don't you wish you're on Instagram in 2015 when it was just, yeah. you could post one photo and get like 10,000, you know, like it was yeah. just nuts. I feel like LinkedIn is there at the moment. So we want to ride the wave now while we can, because who knows? Yeah. Who knows what will happen with it? Um, but it's really mellowed down. It's not so corporate and professional. Um, there's some really great people on there that are just sharing excellent stuff so you can learn. Like I've, um, I'm noticing it's even more uh, like general sharing and more not vulnerable shares, but like genuine shares about life and business. Yeah. It's moved from being like real sticky and stoic. Yeah, and- like it's not like it's not like the guy posing in front of his, you know, Lamborghini <laughs> and waving his cash around that will yeah like, you know hustle bro kind of stuff um it used to be very masculine I think more women are coming on the platform and then therefore it's just women bring a different kind of energy um so I feel like um people can really attract their tribe um their type of people um so I just think it's really exciting and LinkedIn is bringing out a lot of new features it's obviously still very much a job hunting platform um so there's lots of ways for people to connect with recruiters and things like that if you want to get a job um I've had clients that have had amazing amazing results with finding people for roles like they've actually mm. their job ads on LinkedIn and gotten like 200 applicants and actually Mm. really high-end applicants that they were just like oh my god like they just Mm. went and see and so it's been really effective for jobs for sure yeah yeah, and you can search for people. Like one of my clients is in a digital marketing agency and they use a lot of freelancers for particular creative projects. So one of her goals is not business growth. It's more just I want to be connected with the good freelancers. If I need a good illustrator, I want to have them know me and be, you know, I want to have that relationship so that they'll help me out when I need, you know, because everything's always last minute. But she just wants to be but able to connect with some of these amazing freelancers and videographers and photographers and all that stuff. So she's just furiously connecting with all of those people so that she can just say, Hey, I've got this job. I need, I need this expert to come in for a couple of weeks, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, And that's been amazing for her. Um, She's got access to these people that her clients, she can bring those experts to her clients without having to hire them. So I think that the freelancers um, will will benefit really them. use LinkedIn in that space. And then if you want to find those people, then they are there on LinkedIn. Love it. So good. Mm. And so when it comes to like, say if there's someone listening at the moment where they're like, oh my God, like I haven't really tapped into LinkedIn for a while now. Like what, what would be the best effective use of their time jumping into LinkedIn now? Yeah. So I think if you jump on LinkedIn and you just start scrolling and reading and you're finding yourself 
bored, not resonating, just thinking, oh, this isn't a vibe, then spending a little bit of time teaching the algorithm what you like as as the content that you want. Um, So unfollow all those people who are idiots. Search for people, search for Christine, search for me. Um, Start following people and then just teach the algorithm what you like by commenting or even just hitting like. And then the algorithm is very smart. It will then feed you up more. If you it says if you follow Christine, it might suggest some people who talk about similar sorts of topics. So then when you jump on LinkedIn, you start scrolling, you're seeing really useful, helpful content that you enjoy. Because that will help you enjoy just if you're just, I don't know, waiting for the bus and you're scrolling, that you're getting good stuff rather than seeing it as just another chore that you have to do. So that is a really great way to start. And then just start commenting. Like we all want comments in our posts. If you can be that generous person who comments, that could be a really great way to just dip your toe in the water and be in that world. And every time you comment, you're visible to everyone else. So that can be part of your strategy to get like get noticed is to comment on people who um have big audiences or people who your audience may follow, you can comment on their posts and then people will see you and then they hopefully will connect with you and start following you. So that's a great way to grow your audience as well. Perfect. Yeah, so good. Yeah. And so I would love for you to share with us, like if, if people are listening and they're like, actually, I'm going to need help and I want to make the best use of my time here. So rather than just me trying to figure it all out on my own, I'm just going to go to Kate and get some help. What should they do? Yes. What, what should they book in with you? How would they find yeah. you? Yeah. Um, just send me a DM on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, follow me on LinkedIn first and see what you think. Like, see what I'm saying and whether it's it's a you know it's a vibe because we work closely together. I have a one on one program. That's all I'm doing at the moment. Um, just working with people one on one. Um, and a lot of it is getting the strategy that suits them because that's a great thing. You don't have to. It's not just me teaching you my strategy. It's finding what works for you, your audience who you're going to reach, how much time you've got, how into it you are. If you've only got half an hour a week, I'll I'll give you a strategy that is half an hour a week work. So good. And I love that you're staying with that in in regards to it being so authentic for them because you're right. Like if people, you know, one strategy doesn't work for everyone and you've got to find something that works for you because otherwise you just won't be Mm. consistent with it. And consistency is really important. It is super important. And that's, oh, it's so annoying, but you have to crap on about yourself and your thing (laughs) and you have to be discerning about staying in your lane as to what you want to be known for and some of my clients like I want to be known as this and this and this and this and it doesn't work that way like you just have to keep it really simple and that sometimes I'll write a post and I think this isn't to do with my area like I'm talking about sexual harassment super important but I don't want to be known as the girl talking about that I want to be known as the girl talking about LinkedIn or whatever it is so your strategy has to really nail that down and get super clear. And the messaging is really important. You can post and post and post, but if your messaging isn't landing, then it's not going to work. So it's yeah. important to get all that right. Beautiful. And I'm, I so agree with you. And I think that if, if you're just starting out or even if you're just like, you know, three to five years into business, staying in your lane and being really niche is going to be much more effective when you grow that audience there. And then you can start talking about other topics, mm. but you don't want to confuse yeah. people. Like if you've got an offering that speaks to one thing and you start talking about mm. others, people are like, hang on, who am I working yeah. with? What do I do? Yeah, there's 
there's a lady I follow and she talks about video courses and she helps me with video, but then she also helps tradies market their business. And I'm a bit like, what do you do? Like, I'm not clear. And I think she's got her fingers in too many pies and yeah, um, it's confusing. And that's the last thing you want. Just want to keep it really simple. Yeah. Love it. Amazing, Kate. Thank you so much for all your wisdom and all your insights today. It's been such a joy talking about all things. My like- pleasure. My pleasure. I'm well, a nerd. Thank- I love it. Yeah, I love it. I'll make sure I put all the links in the show notes so you can directly connect with Kate. And so make sure you check out all of her amazing videos. Like they're so super short and so effective. Like honestly, so good. So definitely go check out, connect with us all on LinkedIn. And if you have yeah. any make sure you DM us. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being so amazing. Thank you for listening. And I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week, and here's to taking your life to the next level.